Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Latte Lowdown. I'm your host, Cherish. And I'm your host, Hope. And we are back with part two of our Girl Talk. Well, okay, hold on. Of our episode (laughs) on relationships in our Girl Talk series. Yes. Yes. So the last one was going a little long because we got a lot to say. So we decided we're just going to make it two episodes. So here we are. Um... If you haven't listened to part one, we highly recommend you go and listen to that first. That would probably help. Put some things in context. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> where we left off, I believe, was on purity. Mm-hmm. There's power in purity. Talked a lot about purity, <laughs> your identity in Christ. Yes. Being called to singleness. It boundaries. Was boundaries. It was good stuff, guys. It yeah. was good stuff. Which we're going to touch on boundaries a little bit more in this episode because we talked about it specifically in like the engagement setting mm. because we were basing it off of the purity subtopic. So yes. to go ahead and jump right in, I don't know. Do you want to do your favorites or should we just jump in? I feel like we got a lot to say. Yeah, we'll just jump in, guys. Grab a latte. Plus, we're, you know, we're recording this at the same time, so. <laughs> Not much has changed for us. Not much has changed in yeah. the last five minutes. <laughs> yes. Uh, sh- do the disclaimer, Church. Oh, we oh need yeah. Disclaimer hey, up in here. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Okay, guys, here's a quick disclaimer for you. Hope and I, yes, two young girls in our 20s, yes, we are just sharing our opinions, our thoughts, our feelings. These are to encourage you to have conversations with those who you're close with in your life to reflect on things in your own little bubble. Whatever is going on, guys, please don't come at us, okay? These are just our thoughts. Are we experts? No. Absolutely Professionals? not. Professionals? No. No. But here's what we are. We are girls that love the Lord and we are trying to just... Honor create him. conversations and honor him so what we say is not 100 percent the law what Amen. we say from the bible that is but we still encourage you to be bereans and to search the word yourself and to understand it in its concept fully and you know what if you have questions we would appreciate it if you ask them and yeah. if you have comments respectfully you can come and talk to us and we would love nothing more yeah. than to wrestle with thir- certain ideas um and i said certain certain ideas, ideas. <laughs> um and just to go through these things so yeah we're just really excited so grab a latte grab a water grab whatever it is that you want to sip whilst listening to this um and you know what tune in here we go yeah we should mention it more often too if you guys like disagree with something that we're saying or have questions about it, you know, maybe you think differently, you took the context differently, maybe sought out a different meaning from it. Yeah. Talk to us, start some conversation, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, dude, that's how we grow. Yeah. And that's a good thing. So. Mm. Yeah. All Ain't right. nobody trying to stay stagnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so we're, from where we left off, Hope, you gave a lovely explanation on what you would tell a person who is saying i'm engaged now mm. i want to wanted to stay pure for my husband and i found that person and now i'm getting married so who cares i'm gonna toss it we out the want window to get spicy yeah <laughs> i want a spicy california roll i don't just kidding <laughs> no but basically that's what we left off with that explanation and then just touching on loneliness and how we can turn that into praise Mm. and the power uh, that we have in our singleness and um, just the importance of boundaries now moving on into boundaries i'd like to ask you what are some boundaries you think Mm. are key 
in the Christian dating world, okay, when you are dating, what are some boundaries that you think people should keep in mind? Mm. And this can be for a, a teenager, for a young adult, even somebody that's in their 30s. It's like, I've been dating for a while. I still would like to remain pure. Or maybe you've struggled with purity and you're just like, I would like to do right in this relationship. Mm. Just lay it out. In dating general, period. We'll just mm. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... When it comes to dating, and we're talking about the relationship that we have separately in Christ, some a piece of advice that I actually thought was pretty pretty good. Um, so I encourage people to go do their own reading and their own devotional time and really diving into the word for themselves. But I have heard from some, um, you know, wiser adults who've been through things longer than I have and have experienced more that they recommend that couples who are dating not to do devotionals together because it opens up a realm of intimacy within the word Mm. and with the Lord that draws you closer together in a way that feels more intimate in your relationship together with jesus so it feels almost more like a marriage connection in that sense yeah and they've actually recommended that people do their own devotional time and Mm -hmm. walk in that way now they encourage different things like i remember pre-marriage counseling if you were engaged they encourage you to do reading together and you know talk about questions together Mm -hmm. but when you're dating specifically to focus on your separate walks with Christ rather than your walk together with Christ because you'll focus more on that once you get into marriage okay so I've heard that before yeah it's uh and I know some people take offense to that like why wouldn't I want to learn more about Christ with my you know boyfriend or my girlfriend like if we're preparing for marriage why wouldn't we want to do that Mm -hmm. but I think spiritually it makes you more intimate with that person. You don't necessarily have to be doing anything physical, but um, I hear you. Yeah, I think, and I've heard from people who do do devotions with their boyfriend and girlfriend that it does make them feel closer. Yeah, and it actually can cause them to stumble a little bit more because you've, like you said in the last episode, oh, we're already engaged, so we're already committed to this person. It's like, well, I'm already walking with this person in the Lord, and we have our sights set on the future. So now we're yeah. just lifers oh no (laughs) together for lifey you know i've heard that before and i think it's interesting i've heard both sides of Mm -hmm. that i would say that i i would agree Mm -hmm. i think that if you're really interested in learning more about the lord with this person like uh go to church or join a small group (laughs) if you're in the same small group or something like if you're in youth group or Mm -hmm. just a young adults group or whatever it is like you can learn alongside in that manner Mm mm-hmm and that's not saying, like, don't pray for your meals or whatever together. Like, there's mm-hmm. no harm in that and whatever. I don't think there's harm in, in just being like, hey, can you pray for me? But I do think that it's a little bit risky. Like you said, you can set yourself up in a precarious situation by saying, hey, let's do this Bible study at this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. I would argue that potentially you could handle that if, say, you're meeting at, like, a coffee shop, a public place, mm-hmm. not by your lonesome saying hey let's read this real quick what do you think thoughts whatever little study but don't be like sitting in your living room late at night reading a bible story okay you're throwing out questions about each other's 
devotionals. I think dating is such a great time to, you're preparing yourself for a, like if you're dating for marriage, you're preparing yourself for a future marriage with that person. So you're preparing yourself, not the two of you together. You're making yourself into the best spouse that you can possibly be so you know you're forming your own identity with christ and i think that's important to remember like we were talking about the last episode focusing on your own identity rather than your identity as a pair as Mm. one flesh almost because you're not there yet um another boundary i would say you know just looking back on my experience dating my husband i think i'm a big foodie girl as we know same girl same <laughs> so what am i about to say i just started thinking of is age. is <laughs> glorious this <laughs> one i love for. <laughs> the vultures i love oh my gosh. them i just binge like multiple ice age movies so so good it's such a good series so man. good okay sorry um, what, you're, what you're thinking of is I would try, if you can, to cut out the, like, later evening dinner dates. Okay. Okay. Only because, you think about it, nighttime, like, you're driving back somewhere late at night. It feels like there's less people around. You're tempted to, like, go hang out at each other's houses afterwards. Suddenly I'm so sleepy. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I just feel like the later you go into the evening the more precarious of a situation you might get into i just thought of a really funny rhyme oh god i can't say it i have to remain i gotta there's gotta be some boundaries on this okay (laughs) oh my gosh okay Um, continue but if you're a foodie like myself you can replace you know you want to go to dinner you want to go somewhere nice maybe just pick Either go earlier, so don't wait to make, like, a 7 o'clock reservation somewhere. And that's not to say for, like, all the time. Just, like, don't make that have. Oh, gosh. Cherish just texted me her. <laughs> Can I please say this? Cherish. It just popped to my mind. I don't feel like you should say everything that comes to my mind. I'm working on not doing that. <laughs> Please come on, we are Ron Real. Oh, I don't podcast. say it. No. The later you go, the more you hoe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Please forgive okay. me. <laughs> so if you're going to dinner, maybe pick an earlier reservation. Go at like pick a five o'clock and just like know, okay, or even if, like, you know that maybe you'll be tempted to be in the car late at night, maybe meet each other at the destination, you know, then you have to go in separate cars. Yeah. Or um, do what you got to do, what you were planning to do after dinner, before dinner. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. Ending, Don't stay out so late or pick more uh, morning or like lunchtime, like go for brunch somewhere, like breakfast, go to get lunch somewhere fun. Um, yeah. I think, you know choosing that time also to invest in friendships as well to not forget about your friendships because i remember like Don't high school too forget, forget about, about me, me. 
you get wrapped up in your relationship and then it's all about that person and you forget about your friendships it's like i think everybody tends to look down on like oh, group dates means like you guys can't be alone together that sounds that's fun. the point yeah <laughs> that sounds really fun actually not putting yourself in a precarious situation yeah i don't do that <laughs> and uh yeah go on group dates it's so much fun to be interacting with multiple people you know like go mini golfing together if you're gonna go see a movie like people like to fondle people like to make out in the movie theater go with friends so you're not making out in front of your friends <laughs> that's true mm. <laughs> pretty sure you and manny did but that's fine yeah it's fine we won't talk about that <laughs> it's fine i, I remember really just calling me out here it's okay you, Listen, you live and you, you learn you live and you learn from experience okay I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. My husband's wiping his lips. You pervert. Shut up. Gosh. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I get you, I get what you're saying. I, I agree. I think that there's... Okay, well, one of my friends slash mentor... I, I, she's more of a friend than a mentor nowadays. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that works. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was uh, encouraging me. She's like, you know, just like don't put any pressure on like the actual date itself. Like, Just yeah. go and do things and yeah. with other people don't be you don't like have to be alone all the time yeah but like you know like just do things and learn about that person really that dating i, I like what jonathan Pocluta says i don't know if you follow him or anything but i like what he says about dating he says it's like the interview for marriage and so yeah. it's like you're just there to learn about that person are they suitable mm -hmm. for the job of and that you know, doesn't marriage. mean that you're like you said just being alone one-on-one -on, -one yeah. on freaking dinner dates all the time just like pouring out your soul to this person yeah. constantly a hundred percent yeah now obviously learn about this person please don't jump into a marriage when you know absolutely nothing yeah, that's scary <laughs> and you've never had like one-on-one -on -one deep talks with this person because you're gonna be in for some interesting things afterwards um yeah. <laughs> but yes oh and number one big old big old boundary don't be alone at each other's houses. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. What is there? The bedroom, the couch, <laughs> like all kinds Everything. of seclusion. Yeah. Yeah, no. You, it's, it's just a place where you're going to get tempted eventually. Like, just don't, don't do it. Set those off as like, okay, we don't go to each other's houses and hang out there by ourselves. Alone. <laughs> yeah. And I think I don't want anyone to hear this and be like, so we can't hang out? alone like no, no i think you can but you need to be smart in it don't do it alone yeah. all the time because like no no danger um mm -hmm. you don't want to stumble okay we're just trying to share some sisterly advice here yes you know prepare for not doing those things mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and really best... i feel like that's not bad like it's so yeah. much fun to hang out with people and see how your person yeah. works with like your family or your friends and like what you know, what not right mm-hmm so and it's a great way to invest in your friendships and also keep your own identity. I wish when Manny and I first started dating that I would have done that more. That I wouldn't have been so focused on like, we're so in love. So you and I just have to be together only us all the time. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> but I have other friends <laughs> and I need some me time for my own identity. <laughs> and you know, you guys, you tend to get burnt. You can burn yourselves out, too. It's like, okay, we're together all the time. <laughs> and then it's like, okay. 
<laughs> no, my husband's looking very suspicious. Honey, I love you so much. You're wonderful. You're great. <laughs> She's lying. Now we have to find time to. I'm just kidding. Be alone and go on dates. <laughs> That's fair. um, which we will get into. But <laughs> yeah, focus. Use this time to grow yourself grow in your walk, yourself. in your friendships. Make your my my mom gives out such good advice. Grow yourself into an interesting person. Yeah. Like you throw yourself into this relationship and you don't know who you are anymore and everything is about the other person. You're going to get boring. I'm sorry to say it, but you're going to wake up one day and realize I don't have any hobbies. I don't I don't know what I like. Who am I going to hang out with because I haven't poured any time into my friendships, so I don't have friends. I feel isolated. Yeah. She's like, make yourself into an interesting person. And that's actually going to appeal more to your partner. Because they're going to go, ah, look at her. Independent, strong, friendly. That's why I love her. (laughs) Neo, he has a whole song on this, guys. (laughs) Yeah. She works on bettering herself. Like, that's that's important and that Mm. that actually makes you more appealing to your spouse to your boyfriend to your girlfriend just you know work on bettering yourself yeah and in your walk i feel like that's a good rule in general yeah cool 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 okay next point take it away okay guys i'm gonna talk about a big one and we kind of touched on this um the other day i'm gonna go back to titus titus Because you brought up something interesting in our last episode about a lot of people not being mature enough or not being ready, being too young, all of these other things um, for marriage and for having children and making these big steps. And I would agree that a lot of our generation is too young and not ready and not mature. And I think that... A huge part of that is that I don't know if there's enough on Titus and inclusivity with younger girls with older mentors Mm -hmm. to be told or to be raising them up in a way that makes marriage and having kids or, you know, taking these more serious steps and making them seem less scary. Because you know what the world puts out? It's like, okay, marriage, you're done. You're locked in. You can no longer have fun. You're just committed to this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also teach commitment as kind of a scary thing. Like if that person lets you down. Yeah, it's a trap. person Mm -hmm. lets you down, you just need to get out of there. Divorce rates are super high. Um, You don't need to stay with that person. They make a mistake. Like just get out of there. And then obviously with kids, it's like you have a child. Your life is over. It's all about that child now and there's nothing else. And I I would really encourage, and I'm just going to read from Titus 2, uh, starting in verse 3. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And, you know, I see, we've spoken about this at churches, about how we've created so much separation between groups, where it's like, okay, we have a 
group for uh, middle school girls and high school girls and college girls and 20-something girls. And then it's like, okay, now you can be with the young moms or the married or the older women. And there isn't so, so much of inclusivity of let's bring together a group of older women who are going to mentor these younger women mm. yeah, and bring you. us all together as a group so that we can teach each other and prepare ourselves and help us mature. You know, I feel like we're, we're, um, how do I say this? Just almost underdeveloped in that sense where it's, you know, now it's seen as, of course you would wait till you're 30 to get married because you're not mature enough to get married before that yeah you know you don't know enough you don't you're not aware you need to get past all of these different life goals or um parts of your life in order to in order to get married Oh, poor baby. Poor the baby. And what I would encourage is that we teach each other and help each other up so that, you know, we can ask questions. We can be involved. We can see what it's like to bring kids up and make it not so much of a scary thing or a daunting thing or I need to have all of these life tasks. I need to be past the age of 25 when my brain is quote unquote fully developed and, you know, have um, all the specifics laid out before I get married. Because, you know, my husband and I get lots of weird looks of why did you get married so young and straight out of high school? And, um, you know, of course, everybody thought thought on their mind is like, shotgun wedding they must be pregnant you know like yeah. that's the first thing to come to mind is oh it's a mistake and that's why you're getting married so young not why like why would you want to make that commitment so early why would you mm -hmm. want to do that why would you want to tie yourself down like that yeah some people are are more mature and ready for that at a younger age than i and i would and totally I've met agree older with ones that. that are like 40 and i'm like i don't understand <laughs> yeah oh i you would know? totally agree and I would totally, totally agree in that. I just think that the way that I see the younger generation being brought up, you know, we don't give enough wisdom to them for them to even feel like that could be a possibility for them, you know? And I do feel like, like we talked about earlier, that everybody is going to be called differently. And God's maybe not going to call you to be married in your early 20s. He might not even be called for you to be married in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s. Maybe you'll be called to singleness, you know. But I do think that we're specifically instructed to bring women up so that they at least have the knowledge and the capacity and people to lean on so that we can help mature them in their walk, you know. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like... Oh, like your maturity level is still a, a yeah. middle schooler 
and you're 25, you know? Yeah. Um, Where, you know, it's just like, well, I just need to party all the time to get it out. And, you know, why settle down? That's for when I'm older. You know, we've delayed it so far where it's just like, I don't know. We see it as a negative thing rather yeah, than teaching very it much as a so. positive thing, you know? Very much so. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> well, getting into the actual marriage point. Take it away. Take me away. <laughs> uh, first one that I'm going to lay down, and we talked about this. Oh, sorry. She raised her hand. What do you have to say, Chair? I don't know why I raised my hand. Not in the class. Anyway, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, should we should we touch on on dating with like. What do people call it? Like baggage, I guess, like to Ooh, dating yeah. with people, yeah, yeah. like people when they come to you in a relationship and they have past baggage mm. like, to, that they have to deal with or when you have stuff to deal with and Let's the world just it. has to deal with <laughs> things and things have to be dealt. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Is that a song? <laughs> no. Remix. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes, let's talk about dating a partner who has baggage. So, <laughs> how would you define baggage? Baggage, I would say, is either a complicated past, family situation. Maybe they have girl. things that they've done that they're not proud of mm. or that they're bringing into the relationship. Mm. So for some context, <laughs> my uh, my husband was my first boyfriend, but I was not my husband's first girlfriend. <laughs> yes. The way that my husband's upbringing was, was very different from mine. My husband's adopted. He's got multiple family members from multiple like different people it's very complicated yeah but the way that he grew up was not a part of the church sexuality was introduced very early on at a young age um and so there's a lot of things that from his past that i think he was bringing into yeah and um and there were things about my past fears that i had um things that had happened in a family situation that had made me scared of certain things about commitment and trusting people and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So I definitely think there were things on both sides. And I think when you're... Uh, a, I'm going to say nobody goes into a relationship not carrying something. Yeah, that's fair. You have to remember i think we tend to like think about it like in the whole like main character thing where it's like i'm the main character and everybody else is side characters and they just come into my life like <laughs> when the storyline needs them you know yeah yeah I've and we that. don't tend to remember that these people are living their own lives and going through different events yes that are important and shape them into the person that they're going to be mm. and there are definitely things about your past that you'll have to work through where it's um, habits that have been formed, communication styles, uh, lack of trust or guilt or 
even dare I say things that haven't come to light yet that's a difficult one that's a difficult one when you start dating something somebody and you don't (laughs) (laughs) something (laughs) something somebody (laughs) when you start dating somebody and you don't find out about something until a lot later into the relationship yeah I will say you need to assess yourself if you're ready for a relationship in that moment if you're because we're preparing for marriage right yeah and with your spouse you've got to be fully honest with them you have to be fully vulnerable with them if there are secrets in your marriage that can be devastating it could really be the thing that breaks you guys up Mm -hmm. and you know this is the closest relationship that you're going to have or that we can have on this earth that Christ has with the church. Mm. And if we're not being honest and open with each other, then you might have to think about, okay, am I ready to commit to somebody then? If I mm. can't be honest with the one person who's supposed to know everything about me on this earth, maybe I'm not ready to commit to anybody, period. Mm. You know? And it might be about stepping back and assessing your own situation but when coming into a relationship with baggage i think that's the key thing is communication with each other okay yeah and um or maybe like being able to take things slowly having patience with somebody maybe somebody has a habit of you know i have a hard time trusting people i have a hard time retweet (laughs) i have a hard time relying on people because so many people have let me down in the past and you might be totally ready for a relationship it just means that you have to take things slow and you have to have a partner who's going to be patient with you yeah. If they're going to be rushing you all the time and just be like, oh, like, why do we need to keep having these conversations? Why do I have to keep reassuring you all the time? Why can't you just trust me already? Well, okay, maybe that person, maybe you have to rethink your relationship with that person if they're not ready to meet you where you're at. Mm. And that I just think is extremely important because a relationship a marriage is not 50 50 it's 100 100 Mm. and you guys have to meet each other where you're at and you have Mm. to be able to lean on each other when you need help yeah because that's that's the closest person you're gonna be with they're eventually going to know hopefully every detail about you um so Coming in with baggage, A, it's about giving a lot of that over to the Lord. Have You have to recognize in yourself, have I made peace with that mm-hmm. in order to even start a conversation with somebody else? Because if you're still holding on to something, it's not resolved in your heart or it's it's a really um, difficult thing in your heart that you're struggling with constantly. And it's not something that you're even able to take to the Lord yet. Yeah. Then you're not going to be able to take it to another person because they're not going to fix your issues. They're a human being. You can lean on them for some support, but they can't fix what's going on inside of you. Yeah. And I would would say even even that you like you not only can they not fix you, but you just don't want to hold those things 
no. against that person, especially well, if it's not the them, them who did like you yeah. know, committed the offense. Well, then that person is always going to let you down no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. Because you're two sinners coming together. Hmm. You don't marriage doesn't suddenly make you perfect. A relationship doesn't make you perfect. You're not yeah. going to act amazingly all the time they're going to let you down everybody struggles with a different type of sin too even if it's you know you know a lot of guys struggle with the sin of pornography when they come in and that's something that you have to be able to tackle together yeah and it brings me to one of my points of just forgiveness is key this making mistakes this you know messing up you have to understand that that's just a part of marriage. That's a part of being in a relationship with somebody. I think people are so quick to just be like, oh, this person doesn't meet A, B, and C needs. Therefore, I'm going to chuck them out on the street. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Like, newsflash, nobody's going to meet every single piece of your wish list. Nobody's going to meet your needs 100% all of the time except for Jesus. Yeah. That's it. That's the plain old truth. Just throwing truth. it out it there. That is the truth. Okay, I have another hard question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that pornography is mm -hmm. a form of cheating in a relationship? And how would you yes. handle that in dating versus marriage? Mm. Like dating okay. engaged marriage. Okay. All right. So... Pornography, I would agree that pornography is a sense of cheating. Yeah. It is adultery. You know, when you're looking at it, they might not be, because A, let's break it down. There are multiple different ways that you can engage in pornography, whether you're just watching, you're in a chat room with somebody, you're sending pictures back and forth, you're subscribed to an OnlyFans account where you're interacting with somebody all the time. It's all, in a sense, cheating. You're looking at somebody in their most intimate form, and that is a spot specifically that the Lord has um, saved for a man and a woman in uh, marriage. Yeah. And um, so when, I, when it comes to dating and that person is struggling with pornography, I don't think that they are ready to be committed to a singular person until they can get more of a hold on that mm. outside of a relationship. Oh. Because it's hard to put into words because I know some people will be maybe frustrated by this, what I think, but um, if that keeps coming up in a relationship early days, that's going to be damaging over time. Yeah. Especially if your partner isn't actively trying to change their ways or seeking help. Mm -hmm. Now, I would maybe even take slightly the same stance in an engaged circumstance as well of okay you're engaged maybe that means taking a step back or because the struggle with it is that 
no matter how many times you confront your partner on it mm-hmm. or your um your boyfriend your girlfriend your because uh, girls struggle with this too yep you know we're just gonna throw that out there this is not a male only struggle yeah. girls struggle with pornography as well mm-hmm. so now when it comes to the engaged part of it oh no i'm going back i'm backtracking okay <laughs> when uh no matter how many times you confront your partner, no matter how many times you bring up the conversation or catch them or, you know, have a long conversation with them about that until they're willing to make changes or they want to make changes or they feel convicted, they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep hiding it from you. Yeah. And you're going to go in a cycle over and over and over again. So, and you look and the Bible specifically tells us that Adultery is one of the only thing that God finds acceptable for divorce. So you look yeah. at the severity of that and then you're starting a relationship off with mm-hmm. that person and they're already struggling to be committed to you. Even with an online presence in the way, not another person. That's. You're going into it already with a heavy heart, not Mm -hmm. fully being able to trust that person, having reservations, constantly looking over your back. Um, So maybe it would be taking a step back. Yeah. You guys don't have to cut off your relationship from each other. Maybe that person even decides, maybe that would be the point where the person says, okay, I need to seek help because I can't keep a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Now, when it comes to marriage... (laughs) There's a whole new set of rules because you're committed to this person. You've made a commitment to this person now. What are you willing to work through and push through? Mm -hmm. Now, habitual pornography where it's just all the time, they're not willing to give it up. They say they're going to go get counseling. They never do go get counseling. I think that's a serious conversation where you have to go seek out a pastor and get advice on that, especially if you're not wanting to leave your marriage, you know, if you're not wanting to leave that behind. Um, Cheating is what my pastor, Pastor Chris says is, you know, he sees that cheating is um, given as an acceptable I don't want to say excuse, but reason for divorce. But he says he still encourages people to try to work through things with each other. Because when you look at it as well, cheating, adultery is another form of sin. And we all sin all the time and God sees sin as equal. So, and I have seen people who can work through those things and get to the other side and their partner does make changes so uh, it's about I I would go seek counsel from your church Mm. I would go you know even if you have to have a pastor confront your spouse you know it's doing everything on your part until your spouse is like I don't want to work through this anymore I don't want to give this up this is not that's then that's a conversation that needs to be had yeah but it is a huge prevalent 
um, I think, problem. I think with the hypersexualization of our um, generation of civilization right now, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. It's in all marketing. I think OnlyFans blowing up. I see people who spend like $30,000 a month on OnlyFans subscriptions. Ew. What? Yes. I'm just like, how? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, that's just a whole thing. Man, the whole married thing, uh, like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could keep, like, maintain a relationship with somebody who's well, just yeah, it's cheating hard. and stuff. Like, that's too much. It It is really difficult. And it's hard for, because you almost have to ask yourself the question, too, of, okay, my partner is willing to accept me at my worst parts. Am I willing to accept them at their worst parts as well? And work through that. Because, you know, you compare your worst bits to their worst bits. And it is hard. It's it's easy to point the finger and be like, well, you're watching pornography and that's way worse than anything I've ever done to you. Yeah. But I don't, th- I don't know if I'd go at it in that sense. Really, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't. If if you're not approaching it that way, I could see. I could see if you do approach it that way, that's probably not a great. We probably <laughs> both need to really have a real serious conversation. Um, but like, if for example, if I was married and and my husband cheated on me, I would be like, okay, that's unacceptable. And it is what you said, like Christ giving it being like that's like your reason for divorce, mm-hmm. if ever there was were to be a reason. Mm-hmm. That in itself, it like, because there's just so much tied into being physically intimate with your spouse yeah. and then with another person. Like, mm-hmm. that for me, I just. Well, and that trust. That's that just trust tricky. is so key. And when the trust is broken like that, it, it takes a lot to work back from that. It's rebuilding that whole thing. You know, it's the whole foundation, the whole basis, basically. Yeah. So I will say if you're going to work through it and work through your partner, it takes a lot. It takes counseling. It takes um, constant, you know, discipleship. It takes uh, working together on things. And eventually it just takes you giving it over to the Lord, too, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you have no control over this other person's actions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Yeah. And maybe it has nothing to do with you or their relationship with you. It's just a compulsion. It's something that they learned young. It's something that, um, you know, that's just a part of like how they're hardwired and they're not rewiring at that point, you mm-hmm. know. But um, it's hard. Eventually, you just have to give it over to the Lord, too, and just be like, okay, well, Lord, I don't have control over this situation. And maybe that means that you leave that situation or you stay and work on the trust and just have to believe that your partner is going to try to do the right thing. Yeah. You know? Got to really use some wisdom and discernment mm. um, to go along with that entire topic, which we probably should have mentioned before, but <laughs> uh, is Matthew five twenty eight through 30, which says Jesus is talking here. He says, mm-hmm. but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust mm. for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm-hmm. If your right eye causes you to sin, 
pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Mm -hmm. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Mm -hmm. It sounds harsh, but if you really look at it in the in the context of the, of the verses itself it's all set in love mm -hmm. and it's just the sole purpose is to protect you and as we mentioned in our last uh episode mm -hmm. um that you know like the the body like sexual immorality like all other sins are outward sexual mm -hmm. immorality is inward so yeah. really truthfully there it's just set out of love to try and protect you from a broken heart in many different ways mm -hmm. so and yeah like he <laughs> he makes the um comparison of you know once you've already looked at them lustfully you've already committed it you know so yeah. <laughs> and i think that's an important thing to remember too of um I don't know if there's as much accountability for women too, you know? I like I don't know how you feel about this, but it's mm -hmm. like okay, we we look down at men if they look up on the TV and see a woman that's maybe doesn't have a lot of clothing on or whatever and it's just like, wow, like she's gorgeous or like she's really hot and i'd love to you know do whatever avnc i don't know <laughs> but uh you know oh and we we strike down really hard on that yeah but then it's perfectly acceptable for women to look up at a guy with shirts off in like a calvin klein like i don't know if you saw that whole rave about i don't even know what the actor's name is but there's always some big thing about an actor who's doing a calvin klein ad and everybody freaks out about how gorgeous this guy is and how hot he is no i hear what you're saying and i don't think there's the same amount of yeah it's just females. like okay so women it's not that big of a deal if you're just ogling these guys and being yeah are we holding ourselves to the same standards and accountability i think it's definitely a double standard yeah in society as a whole usually it is yeah. always a double standard well this whole thing with like only fans it's like well we we have control over our bodies and it's our our body and i can sexualize it however i want but you can't sexualize it because for men that's gross and it's like <laughs> men make it such a dirty thing and women do it because it's an expression of just <laughs> it's just so weird it makes no it's, sense yeah. <laughs> it's literally very no sense, backwards but... but you know and yeah it's it's a huge topic it's a very deep topic and i think that it takes very specific counseling with your um pastors church members small group small group people that you really trust don't just be throwing this information out into the air by yeah. the way because yeah. the more you let out about the internal workings of your marriage in your relationship it just makes you vulnerable man it makes you vulnerable and also there are just things oh shoot what? babe i don't think it's recording is it not it stopped recording oh, oh. i didn't see it i just saw the right of that. okay never mind <laughs> we yeah, no, there's Yeah, never mind. I, I didn't see it moving. That was my problem. Uh, yeah. Scared me too. I was like, am I going crazy? 
Anyway, yeah, it makes you vulnerable, and you just want to be careful. Like there are some people that just I will use that don't care too. for you, and that you know, yeah. it's just terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so all that to say, it is it is a. Uh, there is baggage. Some people have baggage in, mm-hmm. you know, when you're dating and stuff and bringing it into marriage and things like mm-hmm. you want to handle it before. I mean, I say that you want to handle it before you get married yeah. and stuff, but some things you really, you really have to work on and it's a lifelong process of working through it. It's not and, just like, a, yeah. oh, I handled it. Check done. Like moving on. Like you're going to, you're yeah. going to most well, likely need to discerning if you're, talk if about you're it for ready a while. for that kind of commitment yeah. at where you are it's all about discer- discerning your individual walk because it's such it's, it is a big deal it's mm-hmm. a big deal to commit to somebody like that and i think yeah. people take it light lightly and don't think well nowadays it's just thrown around because it's like ah if not if it doesn't work we'll just get divorced right exactly but Which you know well yeah and you're thinking about it in the terms of co- really committing to that person and um you have to think about all the things that are going to go into that. Yeah. Alrighty. Do you have another point? Uh, another point. Uh, marriage. You were getting into marriage before I interrupted <laughs> you and with the whole baggage well, we have deal. Forgiveness is key. It's a big one. I would reference you to look in Ephesians 432. Forgiveness. And that's, and Try be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And you think about it, God forgave a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I'm not God. God forgave a lot of stuff. Um, Another one is you and your spouse are helpmates and we'll have times and seasons where one will have to lean on the other. I think we don't, you know, we take that, um, I keep losing my words today. We take that for granted and we just think, ugh, if my husband's, I do this a lot, uh, so I'm speaking from personal experience. If my husband is having a bad day and his mood is down, my mood plummets, <laughs> hits <Yeah>. the floor. <laughs> oh no. And I get crabby because he's crabby and i just ugh, i like feed off of that negative energy and it goes into my day but really when you're thinking about it as helpmates it should be my oh my husband's having a bad day how can i work to make his day better or for him to feel safe and secure and know that even if he's having a bad day he can lean on me for that for to have the strength you know even if he's having a weaker day mm-hmm. and then i would hopefully get in respect in um get back from him the same that if i were having a bad day i'm not feeling that i can give a hundred percent i'm feeling i could only have 50 percent capacity in my tank that day that he would be standing there to lift me up in those moments yeah and so i think we take to tend to take for granted of just oh you're having a bad day i'm gonna have a bad day too and then we're both gonna have a bad day and then where does that get you you're having a bad day yeah (laughs) oh gosh and then you feed on that and you don't feel that strength that wall that you can lean on of oh i i can trust that that person is gonna uplift me you know yeah that person is going to make you feel better. So that's another point of mine. Remembering that you're two joint sinners. You're going to make mistakes all the time. 
and you it's about accepting the good the bad and the ugly about a person and they're going to be amazing points they're going to be really high points they're you hopefully you guys are going to be working in your own identities with christ to be able to create sorry i'm just thinking about clint eastwood right now (laughs) the good the bad and the ugly yeah (laughs) um yeah no we love clint um (laughs) and creating amazing highlighted points um and that's but you know there are also going to be bad days there are going to be ugly days there will probably be arguments there will probably be sinful words spoken to each other actions that hurt one another because you're both human and you're both going to make mistakes and it's about coming back from that and working through that with each other yeah uh my big one my huge one is making christ the center your marriage, your yeah. relationship is going to be 10 times better, 100 times better if you guys are making Christ a priority in your lives, separately and together. Because up. only then are we going to be able to learn how to forgive one another, yeah. love on another, to uplift one another, to strengthen another. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. If you're, if you're this dull thing... <laughs> And your husband, yeah. it's sharpening. Like, what is he going to sharpen on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's about working on ourself and the light that radiates off of you as a light for Christ and how that is going to help your partner and how in turn their walk is going to help you. So, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So are you saying that your spouse's relationship with God is fully your responsibility no nope that's not what i'm saying at all (laughs) no no that's not your responsibility yeah your responsibility is your walk with christ straight up and what you're bringing to the marriage yeah okay because like i was saying before their actions you cannot control them nope whether your husband is actively praying, if they're in their word, yeah. they're going to small groups, if they're discipling with other men, you have no control over that. They could tell you that they're doing those things or they could even act like they're doing those things and have a shallow relationship with Christ. You don't have control over that. Yeah. Even if they're acting out and acting crazy in your relationship, you have no control over that. <laughs> That's true. Um. You have control over your actions, though. You have control over what you do. Yes. And I'm, I would encourage that if you're already, you know, working well, or even if you're slightly struggling with your spouse, to encourage devotion time together, Bible reading time together, because that will strengthen and uplift one another, because then you guys are reading the same thing. You guys are becoming intimate in the word of Christ, both listening to what god is trying to tell you praying together praying for each other because even if your partner isn't seeing that from you they're going i guarantee they're eventually going to feel it Hmm. the power of prayer is amazing and i can tell you that i do feel when people are praying for me i don't even have to hear from them that they're praying for me but i can see the changes in my surrounding when people are actively praying for me and I, I feel like your your spouse is <laughs> my baby saying mama. I maybe uh, your spouse is gonna feel that you're being a prayer warrior for them. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's about working on your own relationship. You don't have control. Same reason you don't have control over somebody's salvation. Yeah. That eventually we're supposed to be a light for people, but that is not in our control. Yeah. And I would say that all of that goes for literally any <laughs> season of life, <Yeah>. singleness, <laughs> engaged, dating, whatever it is, like Christ should be the center focus of yes. your life and all of the things, all good things come from God. So keeping him at the center is a really good way to keep mm -hmm. you grounded and to just, you know, help keep your identity in a good spot and you're not going to be like so flippant and like you know guessing like oh my gosh is this mm. what i identify with is this what i identify with like no like i identify as a child of god and and i'm a, I'm a light to those around me yeah. and like because of him and all of these things so it's really something to focus on in every season of life yeah and when i talk about all of these things like forgiveness accepting the good the bad the ugly all of these things i am not encouraging anybody to stay in a dangerous situation yeah that's that's a good point to to make that we're please, not in, encouraging that like there's please seek help yes please seek help if you need to leave that situation leave that situation there's power and wisdom yes please do not stay in a dangerous situation that is threatening yeah. to your life where a person very obviously does not care about your well-being yeah they do not Mentally, care about your spiritual health your nothing. physical health we're talking about habitual cheaters who care nothing for the sanctity of your relationship mm -hmm. i am not saying oh yeah just forgive that person and stay in that marriage and be like the most miserable you've ever been or or physically in danger from that person yeah no 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 none <laughs> Please of those do things not. <laughs> any kind of abuse is not acceptable no. and you guys should if it depending on the severity of it i would say yes. check it at the beginning oh check get it? some counsel but you know if it continues and people are just completely and if you can't there's a check lack it? of concern for you and your well-being and whatnot and yes. you need to and if you can't check it find a way out seek of that. help and get some like um a man that you trust or a couple that you trust to come and check them for you <laughs> like you may not be in that position but there is something in um this is why we need the community of our church <laughs> the community of our church and the faith and the wisdom from our elders yeah to come in and uplift one another and to be able to hold one another accountable yeah so yeah, yeah. that i would throw that on to the end of it because i do not want anybody to hear this and think that i am saying stay in a dangerous situation no. stay in a situation where somebody very obviously does not care about no your well-being whatsoever yeah um just to end my little rant <laughs> and i really appreciate you guys uh, if you've stayed thus far throughout the um episode uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. I'm going to end today with First Corinthians. <gasps> the I think you know love what I'm chapter. The love, love chapter. chapter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy feet. <laughs> oh um, but I really wanted to end with the Lord's definition of love. Because mm -hmm. I think that whether you're dating looking to be in a relationship in a time of singleness, how you can love other, love other people in a time of marriage, what our standards should be for godly love. Yeah. I think that's always something we should keep in our minds. Yeah. It's prevalent. 
Okay, 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Mm. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I... Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Yeah. Ooh, so good. Well, and that's what we try to encourage in all of our episodes is how are we loving like Christ? Yeah. How are we using Christ-like love? <laughs> I know. So good. Ugh, uh, he's the best. Love well, guys, guy. in the honor of the of the month of love. It's a Valentine's time love. of the season. Godly love. We love you. <laughs> love you. Love you lots. We appreciate you guys listening to this episode so much. Please remember to rate and review. Leave any suggestions that you would like for our Girl Talk series or things that you would just like to hear in the future. Yeah. You can leave them down below in our review box or you can head on over to the At The Latte Lowdown on instagram you can hit us up in our dms yeah slide into the dms not in a creepy way please don't can we just slide (laughs) sorry i'm thinking of her uh (laughs) go on to our stories we try to post polls there we try to post little questionnaires um you can even just comment down on our most recent posts and leave any kind of suggestions what you would like to hear Again, we would encourage you guys, if you guys are questioning something that we said, or maybe you think differently about a passage, interpret it differently, come to us. Have a conversation. We'd love to hear from you guys. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to our podcasts to get notifications of when we upload. We try to upload consistently every Monday at 12 o'clock PST. Pacific Standard Time for all (laughs) who don't understand. By now, I've said it every episode. (laughs) (laughs) yes and uh, we just love you guys so much we hope you're having a blessed day whenever you guys are listening to this morning noon or evening yes we love you and we can't wait to talk to you guys next time bye 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 (laughs) straight up now tell me should we should we mention that god loves them hey guys just a little reminder Because we said it a lot, and the whole episode, well, the past two were about it, but we just wanted to remind you that God loves you, and there's no judgment. Well, there is. Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) There's no condemnation in Christ. There's freedom, and if you don't know him and you'd like to have that conversation, reach out to us. Amen. All that, that was it. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.